Hi guys, uh, welcome back Hi. to another episode of Anxiety Sucks. Uh, today we have another guest. We're just like we're having guests back and back to back. It's so exciting. Uh, so this is Asha. Hi Asha, how are you doing? Hi, Hi I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. Um, how you guys been like this week? Today's it's been, been good. a great day. Yeah, yeah, it's been a great day. Yeah, there's a lot going on uh, for this event that I'm playing that I won't talk about because it's super, super secret. Okay. But um, yeah, no, it's great. Awesome. Yeah. How's your week going, Brianne? It's going good. It was a bit, I had a kind of a really hectic like first half of the week, but now it's like chill. I'm on spring break, like school's over. Thank goodness. Is that anything that. to do with the A train? The A train? No, no A train. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with the A train this this time. But um, I'm trying to think if there's nothing weird that's happened in New York lately. I don't think not to me at least. There's a lot of weird stuff happening in California. Yes, for sure. Like outside of the podcast, like yeah. two minutes ago, we were just talking about the weather. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been cold and snowing and raining. Snowing in SoCal. <laughs> snowing in SoCal. That? Yeah. Well, I did read, I read an article on a website on the internet. So, you know, don't fact check me, mm-hmm. but I heard <laughs> that the, the earth's core is spinning the opposite direction. What? <laughs> yeah. Which, which is bad. It's not good, but <laughs> never heard that. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I read it. So, but I didn't like read the article thoroughly. Like I just I read titles of articles and then I keep scrolling and move on. Yeah. And this was the title of that article. Um, but yeah, so I like texted a couple of my friends and I was like, hey, <laughs> like the earth is spinning the opposite direction. We're like, what's that mean? I was like, probably some weird weather stuff. <laughs> and this was probably. like two months ago. Well, and now it's and then it snowed in California. Know. So you know what? Maybe it is happening. Yeah. Weird things. Weird things. Weird things. Um, so Asha. Do you want to like tell a little bit about yourself and like kind of what like, you have your your tiara and your sash on? Like, do you want to explain? <laughs> yeah, a are you bit the queen more? of Geneva or like what is going? on? <laughs> yes, I'm Anne Hathaway. Actually, yeah. um, it's an honor. Um, no, so yeah, my name is Asha. Um, I live here in Orange County. Lived here my whole life, and I've been volunteering with NAMI since I was 16. And I love NAMI. I love everything they stand for. Um, I myself have struggled a lot with anxiety. Um, yeah, so I've been volunteering with NAMI and I, I love them. Um, but outside of anxiety and it's sucking, um, I <laughs> decided to join the Miss America organization when I was 17 years old. I heard about it through a friend and she was a title holder, a local title holder. And she was like, oh my gosh, you should compete. I think you'd be so great at this. And I was like, oh my God, no, like I am a brown girl who studies all the time. And like, I'm not a pageant girl. That's so weird. What? And then I went to the orientation and I learned that all the title holders get scholarship money for college. And the best part is that if you win, you get to promote your own um, community service platform throughout your year. And I immediately was like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what I want to do. I want to promote mental health and mental health awareness, and I need money to go to college. So I competed and it ended up working out. Um, And I, you know, decided to take a break and just go to college after that, study abroad, do my thing. And now I'm back as Miss Anaheim Hills 
2023 and my yeah and my platform is building mental building mental resilience um so just building resilient minds and I heard about the NAMI podcast and I was like this is exactly what that is so I'm excited to be here and talk a little bit about that Awesome. Well, we're really excited to have you. That's such an awesome story. And it's so awesome that you've been a part of NAMI for so long. Like, you know, you've yes. been you've been known around NAMI. <laughs> um, I love you guys. You guys are just like literally doing God's work. So it's great. <laughs> yeah. We're doing God's work. Yeah. Like yeah. I've known about Asha <laughs> since I started. Um, yeah, a lot of good things circling around like the mm-hmm. NAMI. Orange County sector and all about you. So I'm, this is my first time meeting you. Um, And hearing you talk about your anxiety, I'm sure you get this a lot. When I look at you, I don't see you as a person that struggles with anxiety. Yeah. I mean, you're very beautiful. You know, you're Miss Anaheim. So like, (laughs) I would love to kind of get into like what that looks like as far as anxiety goes and advocating Mm -hmm. for yourself. Yes, I'd love to talk about that. And I think that's so true. Like, you could look like you have it all together. I talk a lot about like celebrities, right? Like Kate Spade Mm -hmm. took her own life. And um, was it Robin Williams also? Like Mm -hmm. these people Mm -hmm. who on the outside, oh my gosh, just recently Twitch, right? These people who on the outside look like they have got the best lives and they have it all together. But something my therapist told me is that mental illness does not discriminate. And I fully believe that. Um, It doesn't matter if you have tons of money or if you're so beautiful or if you live right on the beach in Hawaii, right? Like mental health can affect everybody. Um, For me and how I started developing anxiety, um, you know, there's genetic components to it. I think it can run in families. And also I sort of grew up in an environment where I think I was comparing myself a lot to people around me. And um, like my sister went to Harvard and she's older than me. And I kind of grew up in a sort of pressure cooker environment. Um, And I think that didn't help it a lot. And I always had anxious thoughts, but it sort of boiled up when I was in high school and I started taking AP classes and I like one day woke up and I was like I can't breathe and I was convinced I had all of these medical problems because anxiety often manifests in physical forms um and that's your body just trying to tell you hey something's not right um and then all of these doctors told me you're fine but you have anxiety And I refuse to believe them because what's anxiety? Nobody talks about anxiety. I thought like, if you're anxious, just tell yourself, stop being anxious. If you're depressed, just like stop being sad, which is so unfortunate because I myself was struggling with it. And like the stigma that you hold within yourself is Mm -hmm. like a whole other weird layer. And then I think it's funny that he was like, you're fine, but you have anxiety. (laughs) Right. Wait, so I'm fine? (laughs) No, so, but yes. yes. <laughs> like, what does that even mean, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how it all started. When I like, I just didn't, like, I was always like, 
like my hands were always so clammy and I would always be like shaking and like I could not ever like speak in class and I just like honestly like didn't know what it was and so it it's a bit odd that you know you go through all of those years of your life like feeling those same symptoms and then like finally when you like you have this like realization like oh my gosh like I have just had anxiety all this time I've never even known um and it's just like it kind of just says a lot about how people I mean it was just so stigma I think maybe now it might be a little bit better and more talked about but like even when I was in high school it was not ever talked about at all which yeah. is yeah, nobody wild. ever talked about it when I was in school but that was like no. over a decade ago so there was like <laughs> yeah. I think the only thing that we talked about yeah we had like a gay straight alliance club but there was one kid in there Oh, yeah. so nobody was gay. Nobody had anxiety. Nobody like nobody <laughs> had mental health issues. Like it was just everybody was, was just perfect. Everybody yeah. was just perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but I'm we like weren't. imagining yeah. the SpongeBob when he's normal. That's like what I imagine your high school is like. Mm-hmm. It is very much like that. Yeah, yeah very much very like true. that. And we everybody had issues, but nobody talked about it. And like no. what you were saying, Asha, but, you know, if you're depressed, you know, don't stop being depressed. If you're sad, stop being sad. I mean, that's with, with my family, they, um, and mine is like, a, you know, white Southern family. Um, uh, but we still had, you know, that, that kind of notion of, you know, um, you're being, you're, you know, you're being a baby or, you know, and e- even with men, it's like, boys don't cry, you know, and mm-hmm. with, with girls even too, like we have like one, I have one cousin who's a girl out of, uh, 10 boys. And we, my family, like, you know, every time she cried, they would have her toughen up and stuff like that. You know, it was just very much like back in, in those times, like, yeah, stop being sad or, or like push it back, (laughs) you know, like bottle it up type stuff. So, which never works because it just comes back tenfold. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And kind of a good segue not gonna lie uh (laughs) when when you do like you know when you someone tells you like oh you know you got to toughen up like you can't be a baby or whatever then you have to like start just like you have to please them like you have to just kind of please everyone to you know so that they're not like looking at you like you're different or you know you know you just don't want to you don't also when you're like crying in front of someone you don't want to be called out it's like the worst like being like you shouldn't be crying right now you know it's just not a good feeling so then you just immediately please them and then that's also not great either because if you really need to like feel whatever you're feeling then you like you lose that opportunity do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. totally good segue by the way that was perfect so we're talking about people pleasing today people pleasing yeah (laughs) yes um, yeah, I think people pleasing is it's like one of those things that you, you know, you have to it's like a society thing, you know, is, in order yeah. to fit in, you have to act a certain way or feel like you have yeah. to act a certain way. So like being, yeah. you know, depressed is not cool, you know, in society's type thing, you know. So, yeah, people pleasing is like a huge thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about people pleasing? Do you do it? Oh, my I, gosh. Yeah. 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 Asha, I really am like curious to know, like as like a pageant pageant girl, like is that does that happen like a lot? Like trying to like just fit the box of like whatever you have to be like so you can like win a pageant. Like I'm assuming you have to like mm-hmm. that that is something you have to go through. 
Yeah, I was going to make a joke. My sash should say Miss People Pleaser, but um, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, Where's that? You know, <laughs> There's so many elements to it. I mean, I told myself when I started competing that if I was going to do this, I was going to do it my way. And I was going to be authentically, 100% authentically myself and that it wasn't worth it if I had to change who I was. So for example, right? Like we have a talent portion of the competition. And I was like, I don't have a talent. I suck at singing and dancing and, and, um, all that stuff. Right. So I was like, what can I do? And I knew that I loved public speaking and I wanted to do a monologue and I wanted it to be comedic to make people enjoy what they were watching. And so I said, I'm going to talk about my Indian parents and the, the comedy of living as an, an American girl, but growing up in an Indian household. And so I kind of played on their accents and my mom's sort of insistent need that I get straight A's and talked about just the humorous part of the kind of sometimes sad, high pressure environment that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't care if people don't like it. That's me being authentically myself. And it ended up working. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that kind of like solidified in my mind that you don't have to mold yourself to be, you know, what you think others need you to be. I'm also not this white girl with blonde hair and blue eyes, but it still ended up working. Um, And sometimes I do fall like privy to that, right? Sometimes I look at the other women in the organization and they look like that common pageant girl. And I do sometimes find myself comparing, but I have to constantly remind myself and somebody told me this within the organization they talked about the importance of running your own race and um that just means that looking at somebody else's dress and their hair and how great they look is not going to help you win right like the only thing that will help you is focusing on you and how you can improve your talent and your public speaking skills and work on your own platform. That's the only thing that'll get you further. Um, And I have started taking that with me just in life and in general, like focusing on other people does nothing for you. It only just pulls you back and detracts from where you want to go. Yeah. I think we've, that is, well, yeah, that's so awesome that you did that. And, um, and that's also like, I'm a terrible public speaker. So like the fact that you have, I have such respect for you for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that it's, you know, that it, I mean, nobody got anything done by being quiet. You know, if you, if there's, you know, be, being authentically yourself, I feel like people do respond to that. Like if they see the confidence of, you know, you are who you are and you're not going to conform to, you know, the norm, you know, I, I feel like people really respond to that and admire that. Um, mm-hmm. So I congratulate you for, for not yeah. trying to be what the standard is, you know, I mean, thank you. It's yeah. Like there's, you know, that, that that's unfortunately like with, you know, our society, that's just been like a longstanding thing. And like with the younger generation, we need to like work hard and like change that kind of thing. Yeah. So I applaud you for, you know, being that and doing that and, you know, showing inspiration to, you know, other, other girls out there that look, it's possible. Like I I can do this. I think lately we, it's been kind of a common theme to like, that this is just being brought up of comparing yourself to others, like only holds you back. And like, it will not, and it is like so much easier said than 
done like to just not compare yourself to others but it's so hard it is so important to like really not do that because it is it will only hold yourself back because you'll never think of yourself as that other person because you aren't that other person like you are your own person so you can't be them and so if you just like constantly compare yourself then it's never just never going to work out for you so yeah and you'll totally lose like who you are yeah lose your self-identity yeah, you know, yeah, which can yeah, sure. which can lead to like imposter syndrome, you yes. know, not knowing who you are, just feel like you're just kind of like floating through life. Like, who is this person? Like you're mm-hmm, in this movie. Mm-hmm. So like really that, embracing your individuality, yeah. I think is really important. Yeah. And you get imposter syndrome true too with people pleasing, right? Like yeah. I, and I'm so curious how you both have felt about it. But for me growing up, like I was like, I'm going to please my parents. I'm going to please my teachers. And it was, I felt only good enough when I felt that I made other people happy. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like a good enough daughter. If I got straight A's and if I got into this college, I felt like a good enough, you know, friend if I was able to do this and a good enough girl if I could wear these outfits right and it's like you reach that boiling point where you're just like who even am I what do I stand for what are my values and you don't even literally don't even know because you have spent your whole life just trying to make other people happy yeah something that I have learned and something that my therapist had told me is that you And you can't like, it's really hard to not feel bad about this, but you cannot be responsible for any other person's happiness other than your own. And when Mm -hmm. she said that to me, it was like such an aha moment. I was just like, wow. Like, I think I really needed to hear that because like you said that, like you thought your parents were only happy. Like if you made them happy, then like you felt good about yourself. And that's kind of what I had felt basically my entire life of like, if I didn't please them or if I didn't please any of my friends or something, then I was a, I was a bad daughter or I was a bad friend. And that's just like not true because if like they're mad at you or something, well, first of all, like what, that's just a different situation than you being responsible for your, for their happiness. And like, that is something that I've had to like kind of overcome in my life of just kind of stop feeling the guilt of like, this is my life. Like if I'm happy, I'm happy with my decisions. I can't, this isn't like, it's not like an offensive thing to anyone else. It's just like, you have to make, you have to be happy in your own stuff. Like no one else can do that for you. So yeah, a hundred percent. I agree with that. I, I was the complete opposite. Um, I never tried to, um, make my parents proud or my family. Wow. What is yeah. that like? I uh, very, to that. <laughs> I mean, it was rough because I got a lot of, you know, um, pushback on everything that I did, but I never did anything for anybody else. I never, um, I mean, and that changed. It did change. So I was always like that. And then um, when it came to like social situations, I think when I, when I got to college, I started trying to people please a little bit um so like when okay basically i'll give you like a little nutshell version um growing up i was in the closet but i was a youth minister at a southern baptist church and so i mean i was very much like not a people pleaser but i knew that it was there was only a matter of time to where i was gonna like 
not please everyone for sure. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just started investing in myself and just being like, look, there's going to come a time to, you know, if I try and people please with everybody and then they find this out or, you know, I tell them then it's all over anyway. So what's the point? Might as well just live for myself and do what, you know, I want to do. I went to to art school. I got my parents were not accepting of that. Uh, my family was not accepting of that. Um, so but I just I didn't care you know and so like how I paid how for all that able, myself that's amazing how are you able to do that though like how are you able to not care despite not having the approval of others and how like how are you able to do that from a young age like did you learn that from somewhere were you born with it I think I just I I I was always like that I don't know like I it was like I my imagination was always like so wild. Like I, my mom told me I always had like a creative imagination. So I used to uh, make like these little books and like draw and stuff like that. And I had a, I had a book actually uh, published in the young authors association when I was like nine. Oh my, oh my goodness. Yeah. And like, regardless of like what my friends know of me, which is like kind of a goofball, whatever. Like I was in AP classes. I was in the gate program all that kind of stuff. So like, you know, I, so I guess in that, in certain aspects, like I did please them, not, you know, unbeknownst to myself, I wasn't trying to, uh, but I did push back a lot when, you know, I wasn't supported on certain things. Well, it's like, this is my life. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, this is my future. Like, I'm not going to do something that you want me to do. And then let's say you die tomorrow. Yeah. And like, here I am in this situation because of I wanted to please you and you're not around for me to please. So it's like I've invested all this time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just honestly don't know where it came from. That's wild. You are the first person <laughs> I've met that like doesn't intrinsically have the need to people please. That's congratulations. No. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. But when it comes to when it comes to relationships, though, like friendships and stuff, mm -hmm. like I do feel like you know, not like I have to please. Um, but I, I do. Um, I like to be a good friend. And a lot of times, like, if someone will say, Hey, do you want to come? Do you want to come do this? Like, my first thought is like, tell them no, you don't want to go do that. Yeah, I'm like, no, I don't want to go do that. And I'm not going to go if I if it's something that I don't want to do. But like, when it comes to like being there for a friend, you know, if I go because I'll be kind of their anchor, and they don't know anybody else. Like I will people please in that way, but I, I don't necessarily see that as people pleasing. I, I see it as just being there for my friends. So I think that's yeah. kind of like yeah. the, the leeway that yeah. I give myself is. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I think for myself, I, I, I'm trying to think of how to put this correctly. I think I was also, okay. I was similar to Chris in the aspect of like, I wasn't the greatest student and I did and it wasn't necessarily because of like my parents like I wanted to make my parents proud that was and I still that is still like a thing that I always want to do and if like I don't have my mom's approval on something then I like if it, it freaks me out like I need my mom's yeah. approval like for, like yeah. I have to please my mom like pleasing <laughs> yes. my mom is like something that I must do in my life um but like when it came to school like I just per like I just did not care like at all about about school it was just something that and I kind of have my regrets about it 
when like now looking back now that I'm older because I kind of took advantage of like just what I had what I had at the moment but I just did I wasn't the greatest student because I just didn't care and I just never really like like the one thing I never wanted to do was like ever really please my teachers because I was I never wanted to be seen as a teacher's pet but when it came to like everything else I like had to people please and that and I still do this. Like I will apologize for any little small thing I do. Even if I like accidentally like tap them on the shoulder, like I will be like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't want to do that. And it's just something that I just will immediately do. But like, there are like weird compartments of my life where I have been like the most people pleaser. And then there's been some aspects of my life where I just do I just won't, I'm just like on my own road. And I'm like, I don't care about what any of you guys think. Mm -hmm. So it's been like a bit of a weird, like, holy, like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I feel like it's good to have that balance. Yeah. You know, it's good to have a nice little balance. You don't want to come off like a complete jerk. You know, you don't want to be like, I don't care. (laughs) That sounds like a great opportunity. I'm going to pass. Like, (laughs) like one of my favorite things that happens and is like, if I have plans and I don't really want to do them, if they call and cancel, that is one of my favorite things in life. (laughs) I love canceled plans. And, you know, I do make plans like when I'm like a a night out with my friends and I'm like, oh yeah, let's do this in two weeks. This sounds great. And the next day I'm like, what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to, oh, you know what? We're not going to do this. Oh, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like I am an extrovert, but I love canceled plans. I don't know what it is about. I feel like I have all this freedom. You know, I can. And then do I can you like stay at home day. or do you go out? Like, do you just? So, you know? like, I, I mean, I, I generally, I'm pretty active. I'm a pretty active person. Um, so as much as I love to talk about how I love to stay home, um, it doesn't take much for someone to get me to leave my home, like. Like my friend the other day, he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm playing Hogwarts Legacy. And I was I was joking with him. I was like, I want to live in Hogwarts. And he's like, Hogwarts isn't real. And I was like, I know. Sad story. And he's like, uh, do you want to do you want to go out tonight? I'm like, nah, I should probably get off my butt. And I was like, all right, I'll be there in an hour. And so like, it really doesn't take much. It just depends on how I'm feeling. Like I'm yeah. either day, I'm either one down for <clears throat> anything. Or I never want to do anything ever again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm normally like moment. you. I'm normally like you where I just want to like, I love being out and I'm very extroverted. Mm-hmm. But lately I have found so much pleasure in just like nesting at home. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. it's because of work. Like I have just been working so much and I'm talking to so many people at work. And I am so proud of myself. I have been canceling plans and I don't feel love bad that. about it. Like I don't yeah. feel bad. I literally told my friend, you know, she had plans to go out to LA and I just told her, Hey, I, I didn't, I, I didn't apologize for it. I didn't say, I'm sorry. That's I said, good. I'm really tired and I really need to rest. Thank you so much for understanding in advance. <laughs> like I got <laughs> like an email. Was, I love yeah, that. And it, was, and it was wonderful. And Brianne, I totally know what you mean when it's like, you just apologize for anything and everything. And that's something that a lot of women do. And that's something that I have now become consciously aware of. And I will call out my female friends for apologizing for doing nothing wrong. And I'm like, why did you say sorry? And then they're like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, stop saying sorry. Like you did nothing wrong. Men don't say sorry for existing and breathing. Why are are you saying sorry for doing nothing wrong? Like, stop that, stop it. 
That is so true. <laughs> I, and it's, it's Stop funny it. because whenever I, um, whenever someone is like apologizing to me for something that they like, you know, they didn't do anything wrong. Then I'm like, you need to stop apologizing. You need to stop apologizing. And then, but I can see, I can't seem to take my own advice of just like, I need to stop apologizing. It just, is like my, I don't know. I need to work on it. <laughs> just I feel rec- like apologizing just is something it. that like, yeah, you know, like you, you save for when it really matters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And really to be, you know, like nothing. I mean, it's, it's good to hear an apology sometimes, but it doesn't really mean anything. Those are just words, you know, really yeah. like it's the action of, you know, Hey, Oh my gosh, I'm really sorry. Like, I won't do that again. Like all, I'll, I'll do yeah. better. Da, da, da. And then you, then you actively do that. Um, but yeah, saying sorry for things that, you know, are just like little things like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like I can't make it. Um, you know, like my hamster's missing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's like, why are you saying sorry? Your hamster's missing. Like women will apologize for accidentally bumping into somebody like something you can say instead that I've taught myself is like are you all right I totally didn't mean to do that right but when you continuously say I'm sorry you're sending yourself this signal to yourself that like you are inherently doing something wrong by just yeah and you're doing nothing wrong right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very true yeah and then if you don't apologize for anybody don't be that person like don't be like if you bump into someone on the street and you just like keep walking you know, yeah, don't, no. be <laughs> don't be that person yeah. either. <laughs> but on- honestly, though, like I, I kind of do love those people at the same time. <laughs> Just come live I in think... New York and you'll you'll meet a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Like I belong in New York. Like I really think like, you know, I, I just love to be those people shouting right. on yeah. the street. Yeah. Shut up. I'm walking here. You know, Just yeah, my people right there. Yeah. Um, I have a I have a question because this mm. is something that I see happen a lot in in a college setting, but me, and I obviously, I've only been to a liberal arts school. So maybe this is just for like this specific type of college, but like pretending to, do have you ever like pretend to agree with others just to like kind of fit in or like, just so they will like you back? No. No. Wow. Oh yes. I have for sure. Yeah. (laughs) And it's awful. And every time you do it, you're, you're telling yourself that my opinion doesn't matter and that someone else's Mm -hmm. opinion is worth more than mine. And it's so much, again, Chris, you're like an anomaly. I've literally, I don't, you're, (laughs) this is wild. You're like, I want to be you when I grow up, but no, like I, (laughs) I totally have done that. And it's something though that I've actively become aware of. I say, I say that when I've seen it the most in this, in like at my school is because, oh, if you don't think the same, like the same ways of many, like the majority of my school, you will be immediately judged and immediately looked down upon. It's, it's so, um, it's so, um, it's silly. Like, it's just really yeah. silly. I mean, yeah. You know. Well, Brianne, I love what you said about, like, you had mentioned that people just don't want that conflict. And I think that's something that a lot of people pleasers, I know I still do, but it used to be really bad. It's like avoid conflict, avoid conflict at all mm-hmm. costs. And it will affect your relationships. It will mm-hmm. affect, like, you know, when you talk about relationships too, I'm really into attachment theory. And like, I'm an anxious mm-hmm. attachment and people with anxious attachments will just do anything to avoid conflict with their partner. Mm-hmm. And 
that's why they'll attract avoidant attachments. Like, I don't know if you guys are, have like read into that, but it's so interesting to me, but people I have heard a little bit, but this is like super interesting. I love this topic. Oh my gosh. So you should try to read the book attached. It talks all about that. And Mm -hmm. it talks about how anxiously attached people end up attracting avoidantly attached people. And that is the most common relationship out there and then they just trigger each other because avoidant people will (laughs) avoidant people are like leave me alone but then that feeds the anxious person who has the desire to people please and then they clench further and then the the avoidant who have you been talking to that was like that you basically described a past relationship of (laughs) it's so common it literally happens (laughs) where i was like ah stop leave me alone (laughs) but like I i was like in this relationship for like two years Yes, and, and I was like, how did I toxic how, cycle. where am I? It's a toxic <laughs> cycle. Yeah. Yes. That is that is super, super interesting. I know like for me and like my relationships, like I am not a confrontational person. I hate like confrontation at any time, any day. I will I just don't like doing it because I never really want to be the bad guy. And I want everyone to like just, you know, it's all like let's all be on good terms again. Um and but that's an I've element had, of people pleasing. Yeah, you know? it is. It is. It totally is. And so I like kind of had this thing that happened in my life. And, um, you know, there was like some people who were like, you know, we should just let's just that everyone has said there's sorry, like there's apologies. that's sorry. And like, we need to move on. And I'm like, this is too big of a thing to like move on yeah. from. Like, I can't. And this was like probably one of the first times I've done that because I don't like confrontation. And I like actually confronted this person and I was just like, look, I can't, I can't be a part of your life in this way anymore because of this and that. And like, yeah. And it was actually like kind of one of the most like liberating like things I've honestly ever done. Because if you, if you, if you just like keep attached to like that person and you just or there's no like fighting or anything. And you just keep moving on after every apology at a point, like you're gonna, like, you're just gonna like break and you're just gonna be like, I can't do that. Like, and it's just going to be way worse than it was if you just like confronted the person or, you know, you did get mad at them. And I think like, in, if you're like in a relationship with someone and I know, no, it's not like you don't want to, you shouldn't be like fighting with them like every single day, but like little fights that happen like need to happen in order for you guys to like be on that like same balance of just like yeah we're still good we're still strong like we're in a like solid relationship yeah it's like a necessary part of any relationship and with friendships too and I love Mm -hmm. what you said about you know being like nope this is a non-negotiable like we can't continue this way yeah and I was also very much like that where it's like I'll just stay friends with anybody because Mm -hmm. I just want to people please and I just I I can't stand the fact that there are people that don't like me like that was like a a big thing. I need everybody to like me, which perpetuates the people pleasing because I must not be good enough if people don't like me. I encourage it for everybody. Use the block button. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'll go to like celebrities and then I'll just block their page. (laughs) Like Lady Gaga doesn't know it, but we have a beef. I blocked her. (laughs) Post Malone blocked. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. And I think it all kind of stems from like a lack of self-worth not to like, you know, throw scolding hot tea at everybody. But I mean, 
I really think that's something that, you know, like an internal kind of battle that you have with yourself. Like maybe you have, you know, low self-esteem at that time and you, you don't want any spotlights on you. So you just want to blend in. Mm -hmm. You don't want to have that confrontation because you don't want that unwanted attention. Um, and it sucks. I mean, you know, setting up personal boundaries, like you talked about, yeah. Brian, when you kind of, when you stood your ground and you were like, no, 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 that was, that's a healthy, a healthy yeah. way to, you know, protect your personal boundaries and have your values. And people are, aren't going to agree with, you know, everything that you think and everything that you say, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I have this friend, um, who doesn't believe in gay marriage. We're still friends. Yeah. Like it, it still works. I mean, yeah. I'm not angry at her for her beliefs because I know her, you know, her religious background and where she comes from. And she knows, you know, my background and my truth. And, you know, she doesn't shove the belief down my throat and I don't shove my beliefs down her throat, but we have a good time together. And we, we focus on the, the relationship and, mm -hmm. you know, the connection that we have. So, you know, I think that, and it's honestly, it's made for some really exciting conversations. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our friendship is not boring. <laughs> uh, I bet. I kind of strive off that, that though. Yeah. Uh, Do you like conflict? Do you enjoy it? No, I really yeah. don't. So I don't, I don't like conflict. I like, I like watching it. This is probably <laughs> a hot take. Like, I, I don't like being a part of conflict, but I mean, I will stand up for, for my values and my beliefs, yeah. um, but I don't, I don't start conflict. I don't go out of my way. Like I do stir the pot sometimes with my friends. Um, <laughs> Stirring the pot in a healthy way can be really fun though. Like, it really, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. fun. Like bringing a little humor to like something serious is like I 100% live for and I have 100% yeah. time for that. Um, so I do that just as a joke. Like, mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I do have serious conversations, but for the most part, like in a friendly encounter, like I will just, I will just joke around. I don't know. Yeah. Laughter is yeah. the best medicine, for but sure. I'm also down to, you know, talk about, you know, backstage tea, <laughs> not behind anyone's back or anything like shady yeah. like that, but just like, you know, <laughs> I like, love drama. Yeah. <laughs> like I really do, but <laughs> I don't like being a part of it. I just like seeing Yes. It, you know? Yeah, I think Agreed. that's like that's what I think too. I like seeing it from a distance, but I don't want to be a part of. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to be. A part like, of that's why I love reality TV. It's like yeah, you can just watch how the other half lives. <laughs> mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah I was just watching Dance Moms last night. Oh, but now oh. that I'm, you know what though, now that I'm older and I'm watching it back and I've done so much like work in therapy, mm -hmm. I'm just like, how are these kids even? I mean, they're all adults now. And I'm mm -hmm. just like thinking about the trauma that they went through to have oh a teacher <laughs> when, when you're, when you're seven years old and you have a teacher throwing a chair at you being like, your arms are too flimsy. Like, yeah. oh my God, what kind of message is that? Yeah. And to have, and to have this grown adult being like, you have to win all the time <laughs> and second best is the first to lose i'm yeah. like the trauma literally the trauma that these kids went through like it's so yeah. sad and i didn't realize it when i was a kid no yeah, and now neither. that i'm older now mm -hmm. that i'm older i'm just like this is the most unhealthy thing i've ever seen in my yeah. life talk about people pleasing all of those little girls God. Just, like <laughs> fully please abby lee miller a little so, too much see <laughs> like much. even as an adult like i abby lee miller 
icon. <laughs> like, yeah. She like went to she prison. She is the opposite the of a she did. pleaser. <laughs> she's like been in the hospital. She went to prison. Like she's been like, been through yeah, it. Maybe the, the karma mom. came back for her a little bit. And <laughs> that is it's the karma. Like if you want to talk about a karma story, yeah. that's karma. <laughs> yeah. Abby yeah, Lee Miller's sure. life story is karma. 100%. For sure. Um 100%. but Chris, you were saying like uh shoot you were saying something but it just reminded me of something that we were talking about last oh kind of like everyone has uh, I don't remember exactly how you said it but basically I was just gonna say we talked about this last episode is that like everyone's feelings are valid in like their own way and that you know if you feel you know you were like confronted if you were confronted or you were the con the confrontationer, I don't know, like the, the person doing the confronting, yeah. then like, you know, like you, like, you don't have to explain yourself to anyone why you feel like that. Or like, if you want to stand yeah, your ground no. and like, you know, you might want to block that person. Like you don't, you don't have to explain that to anyone. And that is something that I've learned a lot in like the past, just like over like the year of, mm. I don't have to explain any of my decisions that I've made with like cutting ties with people to anyone yeah. because that is my own personal relationship 100%. with that person. And that's like, that's my, that's my own deal. Like no one else needs yeah. to be a part of that. And I do not need to explain that to someone yeah. else either. I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's self-care. I mean, whether, yes, I mean, it, it would be exhausting if you felt the need to explain mm -hmm. um, why you need to take a break from certain things or pull away from certain things or, you know, cut ties with friends. It's really nobody for nobody for nobody else to understand. I mean, this is something yeah. that you're doing yourself. You're you're setting um, a healthy boundary and you're following through. And there's something that you can learn from that. I mean, it, it's take it as a learning experience. And if someone asks you, why did you do that? You know, if you need to give them an answer, just say it was something that I needed to do to, you know, protect my sensibilities. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's fine that people grow apart. It happens in life all the time. I mean, are you still friends with people in elementary school? Maybe, maybe not. Yes, maybe I am. <laughs> maybe yeah, some people Only are. Only a few though. There's some that I Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. But I mean, if you aren't friends with people in elementary school and you're not friends with people that you went to high school with and you're not friends with people in college with, that's for, you don't have to explain that to everybody. I mean, people grow apart and that's just a part of life and that's okay. And that's so normal. It's so mm -hmm. normal. Like so normal. I struggled with that because I was like, I need to be friends with everybody. Like, no, you don't. And it's, it's just, it's not talked about, but it's like, no, like it's so normal to have like enemies from yeah. like whatever, you know, people that maybe used mm. to be your friends. And now you're like, I will never talk to this person again. And that's okay. Like, yeah, that's okay. And healthy. Mm -hmm. And and normal because that's life and it just mm -hmm. happens yeah and yeah. I think it's I know like especially if you're like in high school you think I mean obviously like you're so close with that group of friends that you have in high school that you kind of make yourself believe like oh like there's no way I am not gonna you know we're not gonna be friends ever again like and that's what like everyone thinks and it's always inevitable. It's always going to be the inevitable that like, you're going to lose some, like, you're just going to lose some of those connections you have with people in high school. One, because it's just life. I mean, life gets in the way you're in two different places. People are busy. It's so hard to like, I mean, if you guys seen all those memes of like adults trying to make like plans like two months in advance, because like yeah. just people are so like, just so busy. It's just yeah. like that, that already like 
you're going to lose some of those connections and that's fine. It's not like there's any beef there, but then like, if you have this best friend in high school, like, and you do, if you guys just, if you guys go to separate schools and then you guys just change in your own time away from each other and you come back and it's like not the same. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is the same. Sometimes it's just like no time has ever passed. And like, you guys are just picking up where you left off, but sometimes it is like a big change. Cause you guys have changed a lot in high, like in college, like separately from each other that like, mm -hmm. that's okay to just not be friends with them anymore. It's not like there's any bad blood there. There's no yeah. like mean spirited, yeah. anything. It's just like, that's just the way life goes. And you have to like, it should be more normal and like, Yes, Talk it should about be more that, like, Yeah, people yeah. are gonna change and move on, and like that's okay. It's not like you. I mean, people, and it's a good thing. It means that it is you're growing thing. and they're yeah, growing, and I actually exactly. think it's something to be like celebrated because yeah. now you have more. Again, and there's nothing wrong. Like, there's still love there, just in a different mm -hmm. way. And now you have yeah. more room in your life to open up doors for people that resonate with you at that yeah. specific time in your exactly. life. And then, and then in five years, you'll have different relationships that are ever evolving, and that's mm -hmm. fine too. Yeah, totally. yeah, it is wild. Like me and my best friend, like we talk about this all the time. So we like we've known each other since we were in like second grade. I don't know mm -hmm. what age that is, um, but then we like dated in college for like a year and a half. And now she's married. She has like two kids. And we we talk about like, who are we? Like, what? <laughs> like, how did we, cause we were like wild at one time, like even individually in our lives, like, you know, she was out in the streets. I was out in the streets in a different city. You know, we have all the, you know, we were just like wiling out with Nick Cannon and we talk about now it's like, <laughs> she was like, how is it that you are like going to schools representing a nonprofit mental health company and like talking, like doing public speaking? I was like, girl, I don't know. Like, I don't know like what, what where how I got here and I don't know and then she works for the like a county and I'm like bro if they only saw you like eight <laughs> years ago and she was like yeah. no and I'm like this is just so wild but yeah. we you know we make plans all the time and like they fall through pretty often um but we don't we're just like oh yeah no sorry I forgot no no no, no. and then we yeah. just go talking like we FaceTime a lot but like yeah. yeah. Life does not get in the way of our friendship. That's good. Love that. Yeah. That's It'll good. stand the test of time. And also we know too much about each other. So yeah. <laughs> too much blackmail. Yeah. Too much blackmail. Yeah. 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 It's like, I've had people that I've grown really far apart with maybe bad things have happened, but I also have friends from elementary school that I know I will never not be friends with them. Yeah. Like we've been mm -hmm. friends now for like three fourths of our lives. Right. So it's yeah. like, yeah you know yeah totally. you pick and choose you have to pick and choose like yeah where you put your energy mm -hmm. and as I get older I have a, again I used to want to be friends with everybody it was a people pleaser in me and now I'm like yeah. let's talk about this actually like being yeah. okay with people not liking you like yeah. I used to hate that mm -hmm. and now I'm like accept accepting that people will not like me yeah. yeah. And that's something too, like even doing pageants in high school, there were people that, especially when you're in high school, you will like find anybody that has something that sets them apart, no matter what it is. And you'll just like find ways to hate them. Oh, and yeah. I've just like accepted that now. And it's like, it's okay if you don't like me, I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah. And I, mm. it's, I'm so proud of myself. I used to, yeah. I never would have thought that I would feel that way. Yeah. Yay, and that's yeah. awesome. And that's like something that, you know, even having that awareness of like, 
you know, thinking about who is saying these comments to you, who doesn't like you. And you could be like, well, you know, it's coming from this person and, you know, maybe they're going through something right now. Cause I feel like a lot of the times like it's, it not necessarily is something personal. It's, it's not something that they're dealing with and like, they may be projecting it onto you um, type of thing. So like having that awareness and being like, you know what, it's probably not personal, but they're, you know, they're taking this out on me or whatever be the case you know, just realizing that you don't need anyone's approval um, yeah. to be happy in your life and yeah. to do things for yourself. And it's yeah. not selfish, it's self-care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a close as long as you're not ruining now, other people's lives yes. in the process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you're living by your values and everything. But yeah. a yeah. quote that I live by now is like, um, other people's emotions are not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I repeat that to myself mm-hmm. a lot. Because as a people pleaser, you think it's your job to make everybody else happy and you will break your back trying to just please everybody. But your job, other people's emotions are not your job. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Like, who cares if just who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Also, are you happy? Are you good? That's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, also, like you said, Chris, there's eight. Uh, however, however many people are on know. this planet it goes up like, all the time there's so many there's I think so it's, many i people. think it's in the billions actually it's, it's yeah, the i billion. think it's always been that way i think we just hit eight billion if i'm if i i if think I, that's right i think it's eight billion people now what? on this planet it might be 12 there's no way Whoa. you can make eight billion people who all have different set of values like you like that's just actually impossible and i know that's yeah. like a really like large number but even in like a group of like 20 people all 20 people are not going to like you. That's just how it's going to go. Yeah. And that's and even just think like, about Beyonce, like how many fans of Beyonce has, there are still people that don't like Beyonce and it's yeah, really exactly. strange, but those people yeah. exist. Yeah. I mean, like I everyone... feel that way about Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I... Me too. <laughs> See, okay. See, I will go to bat for Taylor. Like I will do anything for Taylor, but I, I don't know her, you know, it's nothing like personal against her. I just don't like don't, any don't of her really like decisions, her, either, her music, her. her life choices. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just, it's just not it for me. Logs off uh. the Zoom. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, I love her so much. And I'm like, there's people that don't like her. Like, you can't, like, you'll you'll never make anybody happy. Just, like, oh, yeah. But yeah, you can't make everyone, you can't make everyone like you. I mean, it's just not your responsibility to make other people happy. You have to take charge of your own happiness and like, your own emotions like you can't put that on to anyone else either yeah so. it's an unfair burden to put on yeah. other people too it totally like, is we think we've talked a lot about like how it feels for us but also like to put that responsibility on somebody else is not fair to them either mm-hmm. no and it's it's a bit like i've had like a big big situation of this in my life of like a person putting kind of making it my responsibility if they're happy or not and mm. it like it, it like took everything out of me like it was probably the yeah. worst like moments of my life so it is something that I like really and this is just all kind of happened like over like this past year of just like really reiterating that to myself of like I cannot be the person to like make this person happy yeah. if they're not happy with me already then that's that's on them like I just can't yeah. I can't that's, change their mind at all. That's yeah. real tea. Yeah. My mom was that person too, where she would bank her, uh, her happiness on like me and yeah. like, 
like as a child like i mean she's she's super cool like i love her i love her <laughs> to death but you know we did have that history to where it was you know it was like uh suffocating and mm -hmm. I, I would feel bad if she was unhappy because of me but there was nothing i couldn't control that yeah there right. was nothing i could do so i took like a four-year break we didn't talk for yeah. like four years i was like i need to i need to take a step back from this relationship um mm -hmm. and i need to spend some time you know doing something in my life and like working on myself and you know because it is it's like ugh, it's like so damaging and now, mm -hmm. now we we have a good relationship and i you know i have my personal boundaries um and she has hers and we respect each other's and you know it wasn't an overnight thing it took some getting to know like you know me standing up for myself um and you know also her standing up for herself and it was you know it took some work but yeah, yeah. I also just want to like add like I mean I know you said your mom um but like your parents are are people too and they're not they're not gods like they're not perfect so if you have like yeah. a situation like if your parents it was rough when I found that out yeah it, it's a, it's a <laughs> terrible it's a terrible yeah, it like Santa I mean, the Easter Bunny yeah like it is a terrible like, like fairy <laughs> everybody um it's a terrible realization when you like find out like oh yeah my parents aren't perfect because it's all you think about when you're a child but if they aren't perfect or like you know they're kind of in if you feel like that suffocation of like they're trying to put that happiness on you or whatever you're trying to please them in every way you possibly can mm -hmm. in an unhealthy way like it's okay to like not speak to them like they're like that's when I like kind of think like, okay, your parents are your friends too, because you can take a break from them and yeah. you can always go back. It's not like, I know, like, I remember Amanda saying like to me once, like you can always unblock the person. You don't, it's never like a forever thing to like block someone, Yeah, but you can always like, you don't have to speak to your parents. And I think parents are like a different situation because you think that you have to like always be in contact with them. Mm -hmm. But that's just like, if it's not healthy for you, like it's not healthy for you. Like you have to, you mm -hmm. have to take a step back. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like no matter what, I mean, even just because um, someone is your parent does not give them the right to treat you. No. Bad to treat you terribly and to be toxic. And, you know, everybody earns, has to earn that mm -hmm. relationship with you even your parents mm -hmm. even you know? if it's blood like your blood even yeah. if it's blood it does not give them you know a pass to you know treat you the way that um you shouldn't be treated yeah yeah exactly. and it's it's totally okay to give that a break and to you know take a step back from that just like it is anything i mean if it's really affecting your personal health and your mental health i mean that is first and foremost the ultimate priority yeah because mm -hmm you know that's just so true yeah yeah how, but I love um, like how you and your mom are you've been through that and you can get through that like I mm -hmm. talked about how I felt a lot of pressure from my parents growing up mm -hmm. and how that sort of perpetuated my anxiety but my and then like realizing that your parents are human and they're adults mm -hmm. now I can look back on it and my parents are now my best friends I love my mom <laughs> and dad to mm -hmm. death like I can talk to them about anything even like mm -hmm. dating it's wild and I used to never yeah. thought that I could yeah. talk about that mm -hmm. but realizing that like my mom and dad did that because they were immigrants to this country and the only way that they could live that American dream that they wanted was by working so hard and mm -hmm. was by getting an education and 
they had to be the top of the top in order to survive here. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And no, so 100%. as, as parents, their form of love was teaching me what nobody taught them. They had to learn that on their own. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was their biggest act of love was being like, I am giving this to my daughters um, because nobody gave it to me and that's all I wanted. Right. And I couldn't see that when I was younger. And now I understand that. And now my parents, now that they're older, they understand how I felt growing up. Mm -hmm. And now my mom tells me all the time, Asha, are you resting? Are you sleeping? Are you eating? You know, you don't need to work this hard. Just relax, come home. I'll take care. You know what I mean? It's like so beautiful. It's so beautiful how everything has, it like makes me emotional how Mm -hmm. everything is flipped now. And now I view my parents as my best friends and they are the ones that have, been with me through the darkest of my darkest times. Right. And so relationships do change. They do evolve. And just because something isn't perfect and there is conflict, doesn't mean that it can't get to the point where yeah. you love it so much and yeah. it changes full circle. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, follow your intuition, you know, stop comparing yeah. yourself to others, like forge your own, your own mm-hmm. destiny, forge your own life. I mean, it's, you know, you have one life, I mean, other than that, like, I mean, I feel like I've lived several lives. So I <laughs> mean, <laughs> reincarnated. I hope it's something cool. But um, yeah, like you, you have this one life in the present and make yeah. the best of it. You know, make yourself yeah. happy. Don't just don't be a jerk. <laughs> stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Stand up to your values. And relationships do change. Like I had, mm-hmm. I've had some of the like the uh, the most toxic um relationships with my mom like oh my gosh it was so bad but it took all of that to get to where we are now to to where we can joke about it I never thought that would happen and it's almost like that we butt heads so much and we were standing up for our values that we really got to know each other and it yeah and the relationship just flourished after that but it it took a lot of a lot of struggle Um, Mm -hmm. so if anybody is experiencing that struggle, um, it's going to suck. It's going to be hard. It (laughs) might last for a little bit. It might last for years, but it's so worth it after the fact. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so. And like, don't feel bad if you don't get along with your parents. Like it, that's one of the hardest things I think as a kid, because you just want that parental love but mm-hmm. a movie I recommend everybody watches if you do have struggles with your parents especially like mommy issues is ladybird that have you guys oh, seen ladybird yes yeah so good so do you know exactly what I mean it's like yes. you can have this conflict with your parents but then she has this beautiful full circle moment at the end when she's driving and set in mm-hmm. Sacramento, Sacramento I think it yeah. is my mom and I watch it together and I look over and my mom is sobbing and mm-hmm. I was like oh, mm-hmm. oh my god like because I knew she knew exactly how the mom feels and how the daughter feels and it's that movie is such a good example of like a mom and daughter or a mom and son who love each other but fight yeah I think that I saw that movie like I remember seeing that movie with like my best friend and my mom right like right when I was about to graduate high school and I was going to New York so it was just way too it was just way too like just relatable and and we I mean 
I wasn't like the, I mean, I feel like a lot of teenagers might like realize this when they're older is that like, you're not the nicest to your mom when you're in high school, especially for like teenage oh, girl. Yeah. Cause like, Oh yeah. yeah. Kids are it's rotten just, to their parents. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, me brat. too. I was, I was a full on brat when I was in high school. Yeah. And, um, so like, I just remember like watching that with her and then like how like it just like kind of sat with me and I was like, wow, like this is really like just very real of just like how so I real. feel right now. It's then like, because our relationship, I kind of feel like was very similar to the, those two in the movie. And then, yeah. and especially watching it with my mom was just like, it was just really eye opening. And she'd be like, wow, I really should like, I need yeah. to have this realization like a lot sooner. I needed to have this like four <laughs> years ago, not now. But, um, yeah. and then, you know, when you, especially when you like go off and you do your own thing and you're like moving away from home for the first time, like you will have that moment of like, wow, like I really took my parents advantage like yes. for advantage and stuff like that but and then when I rewatched that movie without my mom in like I remember like rewatching it in college or something I was just like this it, it just hits the same like every single time it hits the same it's such a good movie it does and yeah. the part where people pleasing is shown so well in that movie um is the scene where they're buying dresses for prom mm-hmm. and do you know what I'm talking about and she puts on a dress and and she looks to her mom and she just goes, oh, you don't like it. And the mom's like, I didn't say anything. Yeah. And she's like, well, you don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I, have you ever been through that with your mom? Like for me, yeah. I would always feel the most sad when I was shopping with my mom and I had something I loved and my, I could just take one look at my mm-hmm. mom's face and she didn't like it, but that was the people pleaser in me. Yeah, like, same. I just, I want, if my mom is happy, then I'm happy. I will always try to make my mom happy. And I loved that movie. It was so real in that moment yeah, where it's like, totally. you just want to please your mom. Even if it's as simple as a dress, it means the world to you as a daughter yeah, or as, as a kid, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I, and yeah. I still like, I think now, I think there's, there's been like, kind of like how I said earlier, of like I will compartmentalize like who I people please and who I not. Like now, like my mom is like the top, top person I will try to please in every way like shape and form because I just know like we've just already been through a lot and so I just like don't want her I just want her to be proud of me like always but um I don't know I just like have to have her opinion on everything and like if she didn't if she doesn't like support it then I'm just like I will completely take a second look at it I'll be like is this really like what I want and then sometimes I'll be like okay like no I know that this is good for me I'll do this and like I'll move on with it and sometimes I won't but it will like definitely make me like take a step sec sec oh my gosh second look at okay. yeah at what I'm like trying to do, do you want to hear something that will like really bake your noodle mm, yeah <laughs> bake, so, my noodle. Yes. bake my noodle yeah. please it's like from the <laughs> matrix I think is that line but um so you you I mean you you live off your mom's approval right mm-hmm. your mom is great. I know her personally, um, <laughs> or professionally. Great. Do you do you take her as the type of person who is a people pleaser? I'm trying to think. Actually, no. I mean, I you think see my, her as somebody who has like I, a lot of great yeah. ideas and opinions, and you went for her approval. Do you think that she got that way by just doing what everybody wants her to do? No, I I don't think that she things that she like. For example, like for like work or whatever, when she's like making the big decisions for Nami, like she does not. Like she doesn't need to please it. Like if she knows. Yeah, it's like, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like that part. Then she like will go on her own route yeah. and like she'll do it herself. And yeah. yeah. So why should you? I don't I know. I know. I really you know, need to, like... I need to take it. I need to look at her and like <laughs> learn from it. But yeah. Yeah. Very true. 
but yeah no it's fine like i'm such the opposite when it comes to trying to please my parents too like i'll, I'll mess with them too mm. um yeah like what like one like one example um like i started yeah like i started painting my nails and show my mom and be like my mom is like what are you doing and i was like what are you doing? this is a good this is periwinkle you don't like periwinkle <laughs> and she was like what why are you why are you painting your nails you don't like you don't like it she's like no no it's really cute but why why and i'll just like mess with her on stuff like i'll be like um but it gets to a point that where you know i'll be like you know if i'm getting a tat like it i have a tattoo of like a ba uh, baby cherub like with a ski mask on now it got into a point of being like oh that's really great you know because she's so desensitized yeah. by like yeah. those decisions that I make you know yeah. so I think the one time I didn't I didn't even ask my mom it's when I got my tattoo I was just like I can't tell this I cannot tell her mm -hmm. that I'm getting a tattoo and then I told her or I actually know she found it she saw it on my it's on my wrist so um she saw it and she like was a little like mad at first but she wasn't world like domination yeah and then she just like yeah. didn't really care about it and i was like after that i was like okay like you're a lot chiller than i thought you were yeah. <laughs> on certain <laughs> certain things so then i kind of started to become an open book with her and now we're like well, i'll tell her anything honestly so parents parents stop parents. people pleasing your parents stop it all stems from parents. the parents stop parent I, pleasing think. Your people. I think it does too i think yeah because that's your first relationship that you ever yeah. have and it's when you're i like studied this in college i minored in psych and i was so interested in the attachment theory section it's mm. like when you're a kid the only not even relationship but your survival is your parents they yeah. feed you they mm -hmm. literally give you shelter and so that's if you don't have that healthy connection in the beginning it messes you up a little totally bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit totally totally 100%. um yeah and you know if you if you have that realization like it's not like a talk or it's not a healthy relationship then it's okay to like take a step back mm -hmm. like they're people too like they're gonna yeah. make mistakes and whatever yeah. so and i think and, you should be honest with them you should be yeah. upfront because if you take a step back without their knowledge like right. <laughs> yeah. that might be confusing you know you know, <laughs> you know they're definitely gonna be like wonder like them. are you alive you know it's just it's great <laughs> to just be upfront and to be open um, and that's with everyone too yeah. yeah yeah is there like maybe one I mean I know Chris you've been kind of saying this whole time that you you haven't really struggled with people pleasing as much but like if there was like one key thing about it that's like helped you overcome people pleasing what would that what would that be uh, self-advocating advocating for yourself mm. like really like really um <clears throat> and it takes you know it it takes like a lot of um i don't know just really trusting your gut trusting your intuition and um if you're in the moment where you have to um agree with someone in order to fit in or stand up for yourself you get like this this reaction almost like this gut kind yep. of feeling mm -hmm. like what it feels like when you're falling type thing like mm -hmm. listen yeah. to that i think it's really important to stick up for yourself and stand up for your values um because if you you can look at it this way if you're if you want to people please I, that's the best way to do it because i think people yeah. will react to be like wow like he's he stood up for himself like and they that's will like so that true. so if you want to people please stand up for yourself yeah. please yourself you know, if someone doesn't like yeah. it that's okay 
these yeah. are that's all right. that's their outlook that's mm-hmm. their perspective and you don't have to mm-hmm. dislike each other because you don't agree on something yeah. so yeah, yeah advocate for yourself that's probably one thing that I learned I love oh that God. I also love trusting your gut I read somewhere that the gut produces 99% of the serotonin it's like the second brain that mm-hmm. gut reaction that you have is your body like I'm a big believer in listening to your body now your body is constantly trying to communicate with you about what is right and what is wrong for you um what has helped me the most overcome the needs of people please is I think it it comes from self-worth and building self-worth is a one of the most challenging things to do because it doesn't happen overnight. Mm. So what's helped me is write down a list of what your values are and every day live by those values. And so what that means is if you have to disagree with somebody because they are not in alignment with your values, that's going to be uncomfortable. Tolerate the uncomfortableness and just do it every day and just practice it. Also like Mm practice getting used to rejection. There's this game called the rejection game. And the point of the game is to get rejected once a day. So ask out. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Ask out out, out 10 people and like hope to get rejected. And what Mm -hmm. that does is it'll like teach your brain. It'll desensitize the pain of rejection and that will help you in your constant need Mm -hmm. to be loved and adored and accepted Mm -hmm. by people. Yeah. That is really, I think that both of those are like just really good, like key things to tr- like live by. Yeah, for Ooh, sure. And I will say this, this is like, I'm going to say it completely out of context, but hopefully like it will do something for you. I've heard this before and it really stuck with me and I heard it out of context and it still, it still mm-hmm. hits the same. Um, no response is a response. Yes. Yeah. No so response true. is a response. Very, mm-hmm. very true. My mom tells me that she's yeah. a smart woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely. What about you, Brianne? Like, what is something, same question, but turn back on yourself? Um, I'm trying to think. I think definitely both what you said, like I would reiterate too, but I think also, I think I already said this earlier, but just you can't, you have to really remember to not like you can't feel the responsibility of others like feelings and their happiness. You cannot put that on yourself because it's not your job. It's not your job to, if they're happy or not, it's really not. So I think that's kind of what I would, I would say to that. Cause that's kind of what's helped me the most of just to stop feeling bad and like the guilt aspect of it all of just like cutting someone away or just, you know, whatever the situation may be of just not, Re like keep realizing that like this is not your fault because they're not happy with you that it's just Mm -hmm. that's on them that's their own issue with themselves and like you said it's not personal it's most like it's usually not personal it's usually just they're going through something else and they're just projecting onto you or whatever Mm -hmm. that that's not it's just not your responsibility to take care of them like that so I think that's definitely what I would say I like that yeah super strong well should we should we move into our little like movie or like tv t- tv time <laughs> yeah like what oh my gosh watching? yeah 
Wait, what is this? What what are we talking uh, about? Basically, this is our little every... segment at the end where we talk yeah. about like the cool stuff we're watching. Yeah, just like yeah. okay, a fine. fun show or movie we watch because it's like for me, Amanda and Chris, we've kind of all realized this is our self care of like watching TV. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've we've figured that out like way early on. I think like one of the first episodes when I came on is like when we started. We talked for like an hour about like true crime or like yeah, movies so or cool. whatever. So, and we're like, wow. I love that. Now we just kind of like. <laughs> add this to the end and it's like a little recommendation for all of our listeners so does like anyone it. have a anyone have a recommendation of a tv or movie doesn't matter Ooh, i do what, what so is i'm watching this documentary um the um, the flight that disappeared mh370 <gasps> the malaysian airline yes, it's out i've been wanting to watch this yeah yeah, it's oh, really good. It's I need to really watch. Good. And I like it, remember it, when this like, happened in the news and I was just like, what? Like, okay. Was it in the Bermuda Triangle or what? No. No, it was in like the Indian Ocean. So it was just, there's so many like theories out there. And they're like, I love a good conspiracy theory for fun, but they're like some stuff in there that's just like okay barbara like relax like (laughs) but really like we don't know like we still to this day do not know so it's one of those like really intriguing mysteries but i what i really like about it is that you get to hear like from the family um and then you know like certain people were being um thrown under the bus for being responsible and then you heard from their family and friends and you got to see their life so it's cool that like you know, any wild theories that were put out there that are possibly like hurting people's lives, the family and friends of that person and that person came on and was just like, look, like I did not do this. This is not me. So right. it's just super interesting. And it's definitely like a roller coaster. And yeah, I really like that, like investigative stuff, documentaries. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. highly recommend it. Yeah. Super good. Do you have a, a movie rec or a TV rec? Well, I'm a big reality TV show gal. Mm, me I think too. It probably too. stems from loving to watch the drama but not be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I've watched like every season of The Bachelor. So I'm watching that. Okay. Um, but The Bachelor, you know what I'm realizing is that it's the same formula every season. It's like they do the same things. The dates are the same. Yeah, um, true. So I tried to switch it up. I watched, I got really into Love is Blind. The most oh, recent yeah. season was super, super good. Um, I watched Dance Moms a little bit, got mm. re-triggered again, Abby which is interesting. Icon. Abby yeah. <laughs> Just like such a rude human being. I, I don't, <laughs> God, this is so crazy. I'm pretty sure yeah. she's like going on another tour right now. Like she's in her wheelchair and she just like yeah. wheels around <laughs> the girls and she's like, straight your knee or whatever. Like that's what she does. Yeah. The funniest episode was here, do this. And she like spins around in her wheelchair. <laughs> when she like, do this twirl. out of the competition. Do you remember that episode? <laughs> she wheeled herself out and the producers are like chasing her. And you can like see on the camera. The camera footage is like of them running. And Abby and she's Lee like is throwing like, banana peels behind her. Abby <laughs> Lee is like Kart. wheeling so fast to like the nearest. I think she went to like the food court or something it was so funny <laughs> and the producers are like where did she go where did she go <laughs> she's oh, like yeah, dragging so things funny. behind her her like wheelchairs like caught on yeah. like you know shopping bags and she's like has literally this the show that i was going to say is i had been re-watching well the new season's out but i haven't watched it yet because my roommate is still on the first season but i have like re-found my love for outer banks which is like it's just like that Netflix show that's mm-hmm. of the treasure hunt. And it's just so good. Every single time I've watched a show, 
I I'm like, okay, they can't be that good. And it is, it just really is that good. So my, that's what I've been watching is Outer Banks again. And I can't so I haven't, I haven't given that like a fair shot. Like, I think I watched a couple episodes at a friend's house one time. And yeah. I remember being like, oh, wow. Like the show is actually pretty good. Like, I thought it was just one of those, like, you know, um, like Hunger Games or, yeah. Or, you know, the, what the, the, what's it, the Dylan Brady or whatever. I, I always thought it was just like one of those like teen, like, oh, not like real. Yeah, teen heartthrob type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Type, I've yeah, never watched it either for that main reason. I was like, ah, it's just like yeah. I'm not really into that. Yeah. It's showing yeah. like teens if making you... out and I'm a grown adult. So I'm just like, mm, <laughs> awkward. Yeah. <laughs> if you like get past like the first few episodes of the first season it gets yeah. like really good and then it just like continues because how like the two seasons or how the second season picks off from, it like picks up exactly where the first season leaves it off so like yeah, isn't like the like, my friend told me that like podunk the podunks or whatever like that's the one that you would like what's podunks the podunks there's like two families oh there's like the pogues and then there's the oh, pogues. the kooks there's the, the pogues po- and the kooks <laughs> And that's kind of like the, and the kooks are the rich people and the pogues are the poor people. And the kooks like, are the, oh, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I, I coming from like Southern California, I don't like how they did that because like kooks, if you ever like know that Instagram account, it's like kook of the day. And it's like some surfer dude, like just mess, like just falling in the water or something or like doing that's something funny. stupid. So like, I yeah. find it confusing, but that might be just like a SoCal like only opinion <laughs> yeah socal is like so so different from like the rest of the u.s it really like is we're in it our really own is. little bubble yeah very true but we're always like anyways. peace love yeah, yeah it gets I love pretty this. i love this bubble actually i'm like yeah. living. In this is honestly great. really great and i think of like moving i was like i want to go to a different state and i want to go to the minute but honestly like i can't it's, I don't think it's I hard to leave. i love everywhere to anybody who's listening your state is really cool it's great um, but yeah but mo- no yeah i, I love this bubble yeah it is a good, bubble's it is a great. good bubble to live in. yeah ignorance is bliss yeah yes <laughs> exactly anyways all right so i i'll just wrap this up and then i think we're good that's good with you guys all right, all right. yeah um no i it- object <laughs> just keep it running that's it um, um yeah i'm good <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> uh thank you listeners for joining us today and thank you so much asha for joining us as well thank you so for having fun. me i love it yeah so thanks open. for joining us this is great uh, this is a you great episode so fun. yeah so fun. you're so fun <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah thanks <laughs> the queen if of you... geneva everybody <laughs> the queen of geneva is here the real anne hathaway <laughs> yeah um, if you like the show and want to help support us, please like and subscribe to your favorite podcast app. Also, you can leave us a review and rate the show. Another easy way to support us if you share the show with your friends and family. Um, in order to keep this podcast growing, we'd love it if you would fill out our survey. It only takes about five minutes and it helps us know what you guys want to hear. Um, that survey will be linked in the show notes. And um, if you want to connect with us, you can find us on our social media at Instagram is nami underscore oc tiktok is nami underscore oc facebook nami orange county youtube nami orange county and you can also email us at anxiety sucks at nami oc.org and asha is there any like resources or things that you want to input in here right now yeah i mean i have i did you talk about the nami warm line 
Uh, no, but we do have the NAMI warm lines, um, like whole thing in our show notes that we like publish. Oh, perfect. In there. Yeah. Yeah. I love the NAMI warm line. I used to volunteer for them. They're great. Um, honestly, just go to NAMI.org and you'll see everything. Like they have so <laughs> many awesome things. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks awesome, for being awesome. here. Yeah. Thank okay. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Okay. And stop. Thank you for listening to Anxiety Sucks. If you like the show, please rate and review it on your favorite podcast app. It helps more people find the show and helps us share our message of mental wellness to people in our community. If you want to hear more of Anxiety Sucks, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Anxiety Sucks is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for medical or psychiatric advice, diagnoses, nor treatment. Anxiety Sucks is funded by the Orange County Healthcare Agency, Mental Health and Recovery Services, Office of Suicide Prevention, Mental Health Services Act Prop 63.